Hey everyone, it's Friday. Happy Friday, March 10th, 2023. Revelation in the news today. So, <laughs> I just want to talk a little bit about gain of function. You see, gain of function research is biological weapons development under the guise of preventative research. And everybody is lying about it. And we know a little bit more about this uh, because recently the former CDC director, Robert Redfield testifies that he believes COVID was the result of gain of function research. Most of us already know that. Also, Tucker Carlson fails to out intelligence agents at the Capitol riot on January 6th, 2021, after threats from Chuck Schumer. So apparently, the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, had released all the surveillance footage from the Capitol of 40,000 hours or whatever. And so Tucker Carlson began to air some of that footage, but then was stopped. And he led people to believe, and I believe he does have, uh, footage of what seems like insiders, intelligence agents, um, provocateuring or at least assisting in this Capitol riot. It wasn't really an insurrection, so. I'm also going to give a quick cigar review uh, at the end of the podcast. My Father's Cigar uh, Connecticut series, a Robusto uh, from that series. So that's going to be a, a real quick review at the end of this podcast. I got to get things moved along. So let's get into it. So I'm going to start uh, here with the United Nations Office for Disarmament Affairs. And this is where the lie, uh, the lie basically begins. And it states here on the United Nations website, what are biological weapons? Biological weapons disseminate disease-causing organisms or toxins to harm or kill humans, animals, or plants. So I guess Agent Orange is a biological weapon. Now, this is the rub here. They generally consist of two parts, a weaponized agent, which is the virus in most cases, and a delivery mechanism. In addition to strategic or tactical military applications, biological weapons can be used for political assassinations, the infection of livestock or agricultural produce to cause food shortages, an economic loss, the creation of our environmental catastrophes, and the induct in, uh, introduction of widespread illness, fear, and mistrust amongst the public. <laughs> well, didn't that all happen during COVID? So, but the lie is, is that when they talk about a delivery mechanism, now uh, a pathogen, uh, a highly gain-of-function pathogen, a highly contagious gain-of-function pathogen doesn't really need a delivery mechanism. So that's where they get you. They try to tell you that it's not a biological weapon if it doesn't have a delivery mechanism. Well, you don't really need a delivery mechanism. You just need to have one 
infected person to go out in public and so on and so forth because these things are so contagious that uh, they could easily get through uh, security measures even in uh, very sophisticated laboratories. So the Federation of American Scientists, Science and Security, the moratorium of H5N1 gain-of-function experiments. Now, this is back from 2013, and nobody talks about this. The reason there was a moratorium is not because Obama thought so. It, it had, had nothing to do with it. The scientists, once CRISPR was introduced into gain-of-function research, the experiments moved so quickly and the uh, pathogens became so contagious that, in fact, the scientists were worried about these very, very dangerous uh, humanity, civilization-ending pathogens getting out um, because they've been made so contagious that they could easily get out and inf either infect one of the uh, technicians, scientists, or you know, and get out and infect uh, the public and cause a lot of havoc. This is exactly what the scientists were worried about and then it happened during COVID. Now, the speculation here is, is that they knew that this would get out and so they set it up on purpose. Now, they could have given the virus to the Chinese that would have experimented on Wuhan and then also released it because they never like to leave things up to chance because of timing and what have you, is that they might have very well released it during the military games there in Wuhan at the same time that the virology lab was working on it. So there would be plausible deniability in the actual attack. So you can blame China, an enemy. You, you, know, you have plausible deniability so the key was to get somebody to release it in Wuhan. Uh, that's just my speculation. At, at the very least, probably the most plausible, it got out on its own. But like I said, how did that uh, manufactured virus get there in the first place? They didn't construct it. It was constructed. The chimeric coronavirus were, began being constructed at Chapel Hill in the University of North Carolina in the United States. And that's why this becomes a sticky subject. This is from the Scientific American, why scientists tweak lab viruses to make them more contagious. Some gain-of-function studies explore how dangerous pathogen might cross species barriers to start an outbreak. They are not without controversy. This is the lie. The lie is that they're not doing this as preventative research because the likelihood that uh, these deadly pathogens cross species bar barriers is very unlikely. They have to be humanized somehow. And this is very, 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 very rare. And so what they're doing is they're using this excuse to actually develop biological weapons. And that's the whole point of gain-of-function research is to develop biological weapons. It's not this thing, oh, we're going to get a vaccine. Did they have a vaccine ready for, for the coronavirus, COVID-2? No, well, did they or didn't they? It's really, it's really quite unnerving. So Fox News is reporting that um, Robert Redfield, Fauci made a concerted effort not to focus on the lab leak theory. Why? Because he was tasked, now, mind you, not by the military, but in some cases by the military, but not predominantly by the military, but by the elite. You see, the elite control intelligence services and key people in the government. 
that's why you could have things like 9-11 happen because the uh, the cabal, if you will, the elite cabal, uh, the powers uh, that be control specific people in the government. So you don't need the whole government to be corrupt. You just need a couple people. And it goes on to say here in BPR, Business and Politics, former CDC head testifies to three suspicious events at Wuhan Lab in September 19, 2019. Obviously, that's when the outbreak started. Other scientific advisors told Congress that there is growing evidence that the virus leaked from the Wuhan lab in China, and they also accused Fauci of actively and knowingly covering up the claims because it ran against the narrative being pushed by the left, um, by the left, by the establishment. The, the establishment left or whatever, they'd, they've decided to go full left. Um, they always wanted to push the socialist model, but um, that's the whole you know, Hegelian dialectic thing. That's why I have two major parties and two ends of the spectrum because you you bounce them off one another to get a synthesis. Um, but most people know about the dialectic. So from the National Review, antithetical to science, ex-CDC director takes Fauci to task for suppressing lab leak theory. So this is the lie within the lie. And this is what they always do. They layer lies. And so when you peel back one lie, you think you get to the truth. It's actually another lie. So... Uh, the plausible deniability is the lab leak theory, which I believe was covering up an actual intentional release of the virus, possibly by military members uh, engaged in the uh, military games in Wuhan around that time in September. So who knows? It didn't have to be Americans necessarily. It could have been Israeli or what have you, or, or anybody else for that matter. Or it could have been Chinese agents or you know, uh, you know, Western agents within China so I want to move on now to uh, the whole thing going around Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson did not release the footage that would have shown uh, suspicious people um, enabling the rioters to get inside the Capitol and whatnot. So this is from Senate.gov. Klobuchar Blunt, who's a rhino, and Peters and Portman released bipartisan report investigating January 6th Capitol attack. See, Klobuchar and Blunt were the ones in charge of um, the joint session security, uh, which was going on there during the Capitol riot. So they were in charge of, and so they've never been pressed. It's all put on Nancy Pelosi. Sure, she's in charge of, of the Capitol Police, but the security on that day of the joint session fell on Klobuchar and Blunt, and they were never questioned or they were never held to task, and they just put out this report. And, and they didn't, they released the report, and people should read this if they have a chance, is that they work on intelligence and security failures prior and on January 6th to develop recommendations to address them. Thanks to the heroic actions of the Capitol Police, blah, blah, blah. Uh, National Guard writers have failed to achieve their goal by preventing certification of a free and fair presidential election. So this is also full of a bunch of shit. Broken into the Capitol building, vandalized and stole property and ransacked offices. Office. They ransacked an office. Nancy Pelosi's office. They attacked members of the law enforcement and threatened safety and lives of our nation's leaders. Not really. Tragically, seven individuals, including three law enforcement officers, lost their lives. Not on that day, mind you. Um, and four people lost their lives were Trump supporters. And so they go on into making their recommendations. And people should read the, the, uh, the whole report 
but they don't address anything. Uh, speaking of intelligence, that they knew that this was going to happen. They knew that the rally would attract some one million people, and that there was, and they never, they never talk about this, is that there was a separate rally that was going to take place on Capitol grounds, and there, it was permitted. And that never took place because of, of the riot. Um, but they never addressed any of these things and they had the intelligence and they never really find out who planted the pipe bombs uh, prior to the riot that were discovered that morning to give credence to this um, attack, which it really wasn't to make an attack because of the, the pipe bombs that were planted, which was fake, um, to make the riot an attack, which it wasn't. And plus you have the people, the provocateurs and all this stuff. So let's move on pretty quickly. So I just wanted to say Daily Caller, and this is way back from um, uh, December 13th, 2022, Tucker Carlson rips Schumer as an asshole for threatening Trump with intelligence community. Then moving to more present day, Schumer blasts Tucker Carlson's access to January 6th tapes, one of the worst security risks since 9-11. So he's threatening Tucker Carlson again with intelligence communities. Schumer, this is from The Federalist, way back in uh, 2019, intelligence agencies have six ways from Sunday of getting back at you. So again, threatening Trump with intelligence agencies. And then I wanna move on to some news here. First, I just, this is sort of related. So military veteran convicted of obstruction and capital riot. Now this guy is a sheep dip dude. Uh, this guy here, uh, Hatchet Speed. Now, come on, they, I swear these intelligence agencies, they make up, first of all, he's from Virginia. So, and his name is Hatchet Speed, and he's a former former naval, uh, Navy officer, I believe, that was involved in uh, uh, satellite um, intelligence. So he's an intelligence agent from the Navy named Hatchet Speed, which is now convicted of the attack on the Capitol because since then the FBI recorded him saying he wanted to kill all the Jews. So this is just another way to smear the, the people that were at the Capitol and in D.C. for the rally on January 6, 2021. So the Washington Post is reporting DeSantis indicates privately he tends to run in, in 2024 as allies prepare. He hasn't announced, so we don't know for sure. Also, the New York Post is reporting DeSantis privately acknowledges he will run for president in 2024. They're reporting privately, he acknowledges. We'll see. And Ron DeSantis says he was going to get Novak Djokovic on a boat from the Bahamas to allow the number one tennis star to play in the U.S. Uh, Miami Open, excuse me, uh, play in the U.S. at the Miami Open, uh, which is... Um, coming up i believe so i mean this is just a way this is again he's angling for his run it, it looks like he's going to run he did his nationwide tour and so he probably got the okay i would beg him not to run we really need to coalesce behind trump i'm not completely convinced for desantis you know when something looks too good to be true and then um we're getting more into some of the Senate he, uh, the uh, House hearings. Twitter devol Twitter hearing devolves into six-way shouting match as Democrats demand Matt Taibbi expose Elon Musk as direct source. Um, and even Mediaite has to side with Matt Taibbi here. Uh, the Democrats are like, 
first of all, people on the left go into full meltdown every time they're challenged. Um, you have you actually have people on the left trying to out confidential sources of a reporter, which I don't understand about the Twitter files, which basically outs that the federal government and the left were conspiring with the social media company to censor conservatives and other people on the right. So going to what, into what I covered yesterday, McConnell's hospitalization raises questions for GOP because GOP leader McConnell remains in the hospital after a concussion. So he fell down and is had a concussion. Uh, I told him not to come back. Uh, he will. I don't wish any ill will for Mitch McConnell, uh, the turtle head. Um, I just wish you wouldn't come back because the GOP, we need a party. There are only two parties in the United States. We need a party for regular people, for the middle class, basically, because the left has obviously gone uh, and sided with corporations, um, which really was the Republicans' business for, for a, quite a long time. Um, but the Democratic Party started taking corporate money in the 70s, and that's exactly coincidentally when wages uh, froze. Uh, there was no wage increase uh, for about 50 years uh, since the Democrats started taking corporate money. And that's why all the unions are compromised and, and they don't really do much for you if you've ever been involved. I was a union chairperson for my unit and... Um, you know, they do, they make some machinations, but when they, when you really need them, uh, they're not there. So the New York Post is reporting excessive Biden budget plan would cause national debt to hit, hit nearly 51 trillion in by 2033. Uh, more spending isn't going to fix things, it's going to make things worse. From Bloomberg, SVB races to prevent bank run as funds, funds advise pulling cash. <laughs> one bank folds another wobbles as wall street asks if it's a crisis of course it is and then to move into uh my cigar review um my father's cigar is a fairly recent cigar um it uh, they started uh, in 2003 it all starts in uh, 1950 when jose Pes uh, pepin garcia is born in cuba just a few years later barely 11 years old he sits for the first time at a rolling table and it goes on to say in 2009, they began to get international attention. It's, so it's a fairly recent cigar company, My Father Cigar. Very reasonably priced, very good cigars. They have um, uh, great different lines of cigars. I'm not going to go too deep into it today. Um, I'm just going to review the one that I had, which is uh, the Connecticut Cigar Review. So it's from their Connecticut line. And... Uh, I'm just going to go into Gotham Cigars um, review here. My Father Cigars, a legendary brand in the industry. The founder of the brand, Jose Pepin Garcia, was born in Cuba in 1950, and he loved and had a strong passion for cigars. Even as in his younger years, he opened My Father Cigar Factory in Nicaragua back in 2009, and he is now one of the most significant cigar makers in the United States. Uh, Jaime uh, Garcia is the son, and he is also the important figure in the cigar industry as well. Quite a few years. Lines made by my father have earned 90-plus ratings and won Cigar of the Year awards. Connecticut Star, uh, Cigar from my father's brand was made in Nicaragua at the My Father Cigar Factory located in that country. Specifically, it is in the city of Esteli. It includes both fillers and binder from the country of Nicaragua and adds an excellent 
and appealing background to the cigar in the form of spice notes and additionally earthy tones you typically get with My Father Cigar. The Connecticut cigar comes in an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, and this wrapper both looks great and is smooth to the touch as well. And then first impressions, this is from the Cigar Authority. The cigar itself looks good, minimal veins and seams. It has highly decorative bands and one black fabric foot band. The smell from the foot includes aromas of cedar and aged tobacco with a slight hint of freshly ground pepper. The pre-light draw also offers those same nuances. My Father's Connecticut Edition is lit up fairly quickly. On the first draw, it gave off a very pleasing taste of toasted nuts, an exciting sensation of pepper. Through the nose, uh, picked up notes of aged tobacco and cinnamon. I didn't really see the cinnamon. Into the second, third, the flavor hasn't changed that much. It was pretty uh, uh, consistent throughout, but staying consistently tasty. The draw is nice and easy, and the flavors are easy to pick out. This is a very smooth Connecticut shade smoke so far. And the final third, the Connecticut edition has picked up slightly in its intensity. I also noticed the change in the profile, which added richer notes of white chocolate, French bread, and more buttery texture. The peppery notes are still there, but I've mellowed a bit since the first third. I agree, buttery. Uh, if you're just starting out in cigars, uh, this is a great cigar. It's a very mellow, uh, medium-bodied flavor. Uh, you can't go wrong with My Father Cigars. Uh, re all reasonably priced and a uh, great maker of cigars. And uh, I'll be back to review some other cigars from that company as well. I just want to show here, uh, here's my smoke uh, when I, I had the other day when it was nice out. Um, very good cigar. Like I said, I usually smoke the Robusto size, which is just enough uh, for me. Right, so for me, uh, have a great weekend. Uh, happy Friday. I'm going to lunch in about an hour. I'm going to have a couple martinis. Um, Rudy's Revelation. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment down below. Um, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>